Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. We are continuing our conversations in the set apart to serve series, encouraging young people to consider church work vocations. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Brian Friedrich, President of Concordia University St. Paul. Dr. Friedrich, thanks so much for joining us today on the Coffee Hour. Thanks, Andy and Sarah. It's good to be with you. So you serve as 10th president of Concordia University St. Paul. And prior to coming to Concordia University St. Paul, you were serving as president of Concordia University Nebraska. So you're kind of all things Concordia, I guess, <laughs> then, right? I think so. One of the fun facts for Lutheran trivia going forward is who was the 10th president of Concordia Nebraska and the 10th president of Concordia St. Paul? <laughs> Is that you? Same dude. Yeah, me. That would be me. It would be me. <laughs> so 10 is the, the magic number so, here. So which right. other Concordia needs a 10th president? Yeah, That's what right. I really want to say. Right, yeah. So so one, one of our staff members, uh, I he let this cat out of the bag. He refers, he's been here a long time, and he refers to the president by the number. So when President Holtz was here, it was eight. President Reese, nine. Now, if he says 10, his staff knows who he's talking about. Funny. Yeah. Wow. Right, there we go. This is <laughs> way off base. We are down a terrible rabbit track here. <laughs> you thought he was just giving you a score or a rating, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Well, Dr. Perger, tell us how did how did you consider serving in church work and and consider formation to become a pastor? So here is the the oral history of that. My now sainted mother told me this story from a long time, as well as told others. I was born in a parsonage, and mother said from the time I was four years old, I said I wanted to be a pastor. And she often said that I would go by my father's office, which was in the parsonage, and set up a little table, and I would play pastor. So that's the oral tradition that has been handed down for a couple of generations now. Yeah, that's fantastic. So where did you go from there? I mean, from from being a four year old playing <laughs> playing pastor, what did that journey look like to actually going to like seminary? that wasn't adequate formation for you, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, Come maybe, on, but Sarah. no. <laughs> wow, you're you're testing me. <laughs> So I am looking, as we're chatting, I am looking at this incredible picture on my office wall. And at the top, it's titled Friedrich Alumni, Concordia University, St. Paul, Minnesota, 1911 to 1982. So in my, my dad's family, my grandfather, my father, my father's three brothers, my brother and I, all had a similar route to the pastoral ministry. We all came to Concordia St. Paul, and from Concordia St. Paul, we went to Concordia Seminary St. Louis. And as I recall it, I came to CSP rather sight unseen. So I had a, a Regent scholarship to the University of Iowa or coming to Concordia St. Paul. 
And of course, the thing to do was to come to Concordia St. Paul, because at age 17, when I graduated from high school, I wanted to, still wanted to be a pastor. So that was what mom and dad said you did. You just go to Concordia St. Paul. And from there, you go to Concordia St. Louis. And as my father says, this is the family alma mater. So away you go. And so from your time of study at Concordia St. Louis, where did the Lord bring you from there? Yeah. So maybe just one loop back that better answers mm -hmm. what happened from four to 17, especially because of set apart to serve. There were so many experiences I had, and this is a mantra I, I, I've taken to heart and shared many, many times that it takes a church to raise a church worker. But when I think about what happened to me between age four and age 17, there was incredible formation that happened that I didn't even realize was happening. So I grew up in Iowa West. I was born in, in Oregon, Northwest District, but from four until I graduated from high school, Iowa West. And here are a couple of really influential things that happened to me. I was, I participated at a Lutheran camp at Camp Okaboji. And there I met other young people who were Lutheran, who are strong in their faith. I met camp counselors who were preparing to serve in the church. I had the opportunity to participate in, it was just after Walther League ended, so Lutheran Youth Fellowship, and I was able to get involved at the local level, the district level, the synodical level, and there met incredible mentors. I was able to be part of Lutheran Hour Ministries and being a young adult delegate at Lutheran Hour Ministry conventions. So at the time, I didn't realize it, but God was using all kinds of people, formally and informally, to encourage my ongoing spiritual growth and direction and to to encourage me to go on to the seminary and, and serve in God's church full time. So it's really, as I think back about it, what happened from four to 17 was as formative and influential as what happened from age 17 to 25 when I graduated from the seminary. My first call or assignment from the, the seminary was to teach at Martin Luther High School in Maspeth, New York City. So I taught there and then was called to be the assistant pastor at Peace Lutheran Church in Park Falls, Wisconsin. And from there, I was called to serve as the director of the Centennial Campaign at Concordia, Nebraska. I was at Concordia, Nebraska in a, a host of roles for 28 and a half years. And then God called me to serve at the family alma mater, as my father would say. And I started here in January 2020. It's, it's, it seems very appropriate that you ended up kind of back where you started. Isn't that something? Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how did those all those experiences, the for, formative experiences you were talking about when you were a kid, how do you see that influencing that journey that you had post-seminary to where you are today? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's interesting to think of where I started and the journey I've been on and where I've landed. I mean, who would think that a kid from a, a small town in Iowa, in fact, my dad served a rural parish, so I actually lived in the country, but how God can use anyone to do what he needs and wants them to do at a, a, a particular time is just, it's a very humbling, humbling blessing to step back and, and think about how God gifts and how he shapes and how he calls and how he leads. Really, it's a, it's just a, a very remarkable thing. So you mentioned there were 
key figures and and events that happened throughout your youth and your time in high school and college that that were uh, critical or, or significant in leading up to your formation as a pastor as a church worker what are those things that are important for youth to hear or to experience why is it important to talk with our youth about church work vocations as a potential future for them. Yeah. I think it even starts, Andy, before we talk about church work vocations. It, it It's important for us to talk with children of any age about their life baptized in Christ and, and what does it mean to be a baptized daughter or a baptized son of, of God and how how that impacts and makes everything else in your life Different because you have this incredible saving relationship with the God of the universe who loves you so much that he sent his son for you. And uh, we often in the, in Lutheran theology talk about passive righteousness and active righteousness. And, and, and I think as we talk about passive righteousness, what, what the individual sinner saint receives from our heavenly father is, is first and foremost, what we want to talk about, but then secondly, this active righteousness that God in us, God within us to will and to do all that he has set in place for us to do, Ephesians 2 verse 10. So it's just so important to talk about our life with Christ first. And then secondly, to help students discern God's call to them. And we well know what, what Luther said that, uh, you know, the, 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 person who sweeps the floor or the the mom that changes the diaper is doing every bit God's work as the the priest administering the the sacrament so this incredible richness we have in our Lutheran theology about vocation and how God can use us whatever he in whatever way he calls us to serve that is an incredible blessing that said we know there are the specific offices that God has set apart for service. And what an incredible blessing that God can use individuals he has redeemed to serve in the full-time ministries of of his church, to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to be his hands and feet in this place to pronounce forgiveness and the good news of, of God's grace and salvation. How have you seen that play out in the the various roles that you've had, the interactions that you've had with young people? What are some of those things that yeah, you or, or others uh, in those positions of, of service, of leadership are able to recognize in students and, and in young people that, that might serve them well in vocations in the church? You know, I often think of, of what my dear father-in-law shared with me as a father of, of three young children. He said it this way. He said, you know, Brian, you have to have a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of patience. And I think with all people, that's true, but especially with young people, because young people are are testing, they're trying things out, they're exploring. They probably have many more questions than answers. And even those that seem to have lots of answers deep down have lots of questions. So having having patience and helping them see that that life is long, right? As as God grants it, that they're throughout a lifetime are they're preparing for what God wants them to do. That may take them in one direction and then another direction and then another direction. Having worked at a, a university most of my life, one of the, the responsibilities we have is helping to prepare students for roles and responsibilities, vocations, careers, whatever we want to use to describe that, that haven't yet even been 
thought about and realizing that most students who graduate from a college or university are going to have five to seven careers, let alone X number of jobs that detail those those careers. So I think patience and formation that have a view for the long term are, are really important. We're going to learn more about that in just a moment, about the opportunities for study and for formation for church work at Concordia St. Paul in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Brian Friedrich, is president of Concordia University St. Paul. Before we took a short break, Dr. Friedrich, you had mentioned opportunities to study and to prepare for church work vocations at Concordia University St. Paul. What does that look like? What are the opportunities to prepare for church work at Concordia St. Paul? Right. I think one of the... Before I get to the the specific answer, one of the things that I want to stress is that any of our students from LCMS congregations that choose a Concordia can't make a a mistake. (laughs) I often tease they can make a better choice, but they can't make a bad choice. They can't make a bad choice. So our Concordias are incredible places for students to prepare for numerous vocations, but today specifically we're talking about church work vocations. Now, our Concordias have curriculum and faculty and expertise and experiencing in raising up the next generation of workers for the full-time ministries of our church, and it's incredibly exciting. One of the things that I've experienced, especially because I was at Concordia, Nebraska for such a long time, is that many students come and they think they have an idea of what God's called them to do. And four years later, it may look very differently. So I remember one semester at Concordia, Nebraska, where we literally had 17 students who had came, who had come to Concordia, Nebraska to study something else while they were there said, you know, I really want to study in a full-time ministry program of the church. So just coming to our Concordias and studying our, our campuses creates an opportunity for students to explore church work vocations. So that's that's a, probably a, a long preamble to your short question. To Concordia St. Paul, Concordia St. Paul remains the only urban institution of the Lutheran Church Missouri Center. We are plunked right in the heart of the city, right between downtown St. Paul, downtown Minneapolis, and we literally have the world coming to, through, and past Concordia St. Paul. So it's an incredible opportunity to learn about the, the people groups, the ethnic groups of the world around us 
right here on our campus or in this midway area of the metropolitan Twin City. Concordia St. Paul has academic programs for students preparing to go on to the seminary, be that in the pastoral ministry route or the diaconal ministry route. We also have academic programs for students preparing to be directors of Christian education, teachers in Lutheran schools, parish musicians, and then I believe this is a, a program unique only to CSP, and that is director of Christian outreach. So a, a real breadth and depth of, of programs that are chemically focused, but also experientially. So students have an opportunity to uh, test out or try out in live time what it's going to be like or what it might be like to be a director of Christian education or to teach in a Lutheran school. So lots of wonderful programs. What are some of the barriers that students face when they're considering a Concordia? What are some of those things that, that might get in the way of somebody choosing one of one of our awesome Concordias? Right. I think, Sarah, uh, the the... The, the challenge or barrier I've most often heard is a financial one, a financial one. And, and I heard that probably more times than I cared to hear it at Concordia, Nebraska. And we work really, really hard to make that incredible education affordable. And yet as hard as we worked, many times a student or a student's parents just said, we can't afford it. And so, you know, they would choose to state you by the bay instead. And we know God can, God is at work in people's lives, whether they're at state you by the bay or Concordia St. Paul or another of our Concordias. But we also know based on the reference I, I gave you that many times when a student is unsure of a, of a vocational direction, when they come to one of our Concordias and are influenced by other students, by faculty, by staff, by the campus pastor, boom, all of a sudden they begin to see at an earlier age more clearly God's call to them into full-time ministry. So when I came to Concordia St. Paul, I sat down with our team and said, what do you think we could do to help lower, if not eliminate this, this financial barrier that I've heard referenced so many times? And I kind of had a thought in my mind and the team came back to me and said, well, I think we can do this. And I said, you got to be kidding me. That's even better than I thought we could do. So two years ago, we instituted the church work tuition guarantee, which for our students who are studying in the commissioned minister programs of Lutheran teacher education, director of Christian education, director of Christian outreach, and director of parish music, we said, we will guarantee your tuition for as long as you're at Concordia at no more than $3,000 a semester, no more than $3,000 a semester or $6,000 a year. So day one, you will know that your tuition at Concordia St. Paul, if it takes you four years to finish, six times four, 24000 would be the most tuition you would pay in those programs at Concordia St. Paul. And oh, by the way, if your home congregation or your home district supports you in your study here, that those dollars would reduce that $6,000 per year tuition even further. And we know there are many congregations, many auxiliary organizations, many districts that really support their, their church work students in a very, very generous way. So that was exciting. Then the team came back to me and we said, well, because we know students going on to the seminary, again, for seminary studies or diaconal studies, 
that's graduate school. And that's a whole nother set of years of studying. We want to provide another tuition guarantee for those students and it's zero tuition. So if we have a young man who wants to be a pastor, believes he's called to be a pastor, <clears throat> he can come to Concordia, St. Paul, and his tuition in our pre-seminary program will be zero dollars. Similarly, similarly, a young woman, if she comes and wants to prepare to be a deaconess, her tuition during her time at Concordia St. Paul will be $0 per year. So really excited about the work that Concordia has been able to do, Concordia St. Paul has been able to do to lower the barrier for affordability. And that has two, two points to it. One is the barrier to come to a Concordia to study. The second is the retention barrier. Too many of our commissioned workers and probably too many of our ordained workers have kind of a bump in the road two or three or four years out. And all of a sudden they say, wow, now it's time to have a family. And I have these loans from college. I can't pay them. I can't serve in the, the church's ministries anymore. I need to find another way to serve God, and I have to leave the ministry. So our goal is to lower the barrier for entrance and to lower the barrier for continued service yeah, in the ministries of the, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So that's what our tuition guarantee is all about. How have you seen that make a difference for students and their families who are considering church work vocations today yeah, at Concordia St. Paul? That's great, Andy. So one factoid, our church work enrollment this year to last year is up 42%. So it's very exciting to see that shift and change. Why is this so important to you for to be able to to get rid of these barriers and, and to be able to bring more church worker students to our Concordias to raise up more church workers in our church? I believe in the context of this conversation, Sarah, that it's so important to me because that's one of the things God has called me to do. Mm -hmm. The field is white for harvest and more harvest hands are, are, are needed and necessary. And to have the opportunity to be a small part of raising up another generation of harvest hands so that the gospel can continue to be proclaimed throughout our church body and far, far beyond. So we continue to fill by God's grace and blessing the, the, the halls of heaven. So it's, it's what God has called, I believe, me to do. I believe it's what he's called our church to do together. It's one of the important ways we walk together as Synod is raising up the next generation of, of workers. So it's a, a, an incredible privilege, blessing, and opportunity. So what's the best way to learn about church work programs at Concordia University, St. Paul? So in this digital age, as our team <laughs> as our team always reminds me, the best way is to go right to our website. So www.csp.edu. Or folks want to call me and chat for 25 minutes like the two of you have been so kind and gracious to do today. I would love that. I would love that. My email is Friedrich, last name, F-R-I-E-D-R-I-C-H, at csp.edu. So would love to chat with anyone who would like to, to visit with me about this. Very good. Very good. And you can mm -hmm. learn more about the Set Apart to Serve program uh, or initiative by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Brian Friedrich, president of Concordia University, St. Paul. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. You're welcome, Andy. You're welcome, Sarah. Hey, one last shout out in Lutheran trivia for your little game or bingo that you're working on, Sarah. Reverend Dr. Bonick was a student at CSP 
as I was finishing up. So it's been so fun to see how God has used him. And in fact, when he was president of the North Dakota district and I would come to represent uh, Concordia there, he would remind the delegates that I was his admission counselor. Now, I don't know if that was true or not, but you know, this guy from Green, from the, the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, yeah, he, he was great. He was fun to have on campus and what a blessing. So please give him my love and greetings. Will do. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere.